0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the news. And why. 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 Why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. We have a special guest today, comedian and author Andrew Heaton. Hello. Hey. Thank, you. thank you so thank much you for joining. inviting me to your living room. i is very to give you a round of applause thank here you. on the show. Oh, thank so you. Thanks thank for you. being here. Uh, Stu, what was your top story?
1: Uh, Hillary Clinton um, revealed uh, something I think really important about like us as human beings. Uh, this past week, and it's something to, I think, examine closely. All right, Jason? I didn't think the
2: Kavanaugh hearings could get even more ridiculous or ludicrous, and then the last 48 hours happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, Andrew?
2: Uh, just on the Hillary Clinton thing? Or, or,
3: or, or? <laughs> no, it's
0: your top, top story. Oh, yes, uh,
3: I, have, I have foreboding news about the debt.
0: Well, ah. thank you, Glenn. Thanks yeah, Glenn. She's yeah. <laughs> back.
3: But, but, but does he think that it's a problem? <laughs> oh, yes, you're going to be shocked to hear. Okay, well, then, uh, then yes, I'm going to be channeling him.
0: Before we get into all of that, I want to thank our TV and podcast sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, so it's interesting. You don't think about all of the different companies that you use and what they're donating to. But most of the time it's going to be liberal causes. Well, like you I mean, they you know, really like want your money big going company,
1: to company, right? They want yeah. feel good causes, get the good press and everything. So that happens a lot. I mean, there's one cell phone company that they, the in particular that has donated over 80 million dollars to left-wing causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like it's if you're you happen to be left wing. That's right. a great fit, right? You know, you get to hey, you're helping out the causes you believe in. If you're not left wing, though,
0: if you're listening to us, uh, you're probably not. <laughs> you're
1: most likely not uh, left wing, and you'd rather support causes that are more friendly to conservatives. And that's actually why they started Patriot Mobile as a company. Yeah. They, so they take a portion of your bill and they give it to a conservative organization of your choice, whether you know, depending whatever your issue is, you know, whether if you, you know it's veterans' rights yeah. or uh, Second it's Amendment it's, or yes. whatever it is, and they'll help you. And 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 the good thing is you don't have to like sacrifice for service. It's Great network, you get coverage everywhere. I use it; it's awesome.
0: Yeah, so win-win. Go to uh, patriotmobile.com/news and all data plans are seventeen eighty-seven for your first month. Can't beat that. patriotmobile.com/news for Constitution Day. Right, exactly. Seventeen dollars and eighty-seven cents. I should be specific. <laughs> not, not one thousand seven hundred. No, that would be too
1: much. <laughs> yeah. That would be too high. <laughs>
0: that is not a good deal.
1: That's about my cell phone. <laughs> no. really
0: you need switch to switch to Patreon if you're going to be
3: on the moon <laughs> and you're yes. gonna be able
0: to talk to people yes. while on the moon. Exactly. <laughs> it's too.
1: So uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier this week. They were trying to get Kavanaugh. Uh, in they're ch- they're doing everything they can. And actually, uh, Andrew has a great video out about the what should have happened in the uh, uh, the. Kavanaugh hearing, hearings. It's on The Blaze. You should go watch it. It's awesome. Um, so but it shows how ridiculous this, you know, this, these hearings have been. It's just been a show, right? It's like, who's going to be up for 2020? They're all just trying to come up with their, their great donor moment, where they can have this thing where they look the angriest about Kavanaugh and therefore can raise money for their 2020 campaigns. Um, and so Kamala Harris tweeted out this uh, video clip of Kavanaugh saying, Um, That abortion induce she's called something abortion inducing drugs, and the the idea was that he was he believed birth control was abortion inducing drugs, therefore would try to ban it if you put him in the Supreme Court. A ridiculous premise. See, there's no evidence of this. There's no evidence. I. I literally have never met a person in my entire life that wants to ban birth control. I, I, they're, they're, other than Corey, Corey Gardner, Gardner, who did ban it, who did yes. it already. <laughs> from a famous commercial back in the election season. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, it's ridiculous. But what was even worse than it is she took out the previous two words was they said. Kavanaugh was quoting a previous argument in a court. They said these abortion-inducing drugs were blah, blah, blah. She a cut out, they said, made it look like he was saying it.
0: Minor details.
1: Right. So it goes to, it does the circuit of the fact-checkers. PolitiFact comes out and says uh, false, uh, Washington Post, four Pinocchios. All, they all come out with their worst rating on this claim because it's blatantly obvious. Like, two days after all of this occurs, Hillary Clinton tweets this. Uh, I want to make sure we're all clear about something that Brett Kavanaugh said in his confirmation hearings uh, last week. He referred to birth control drugs as abortion-inducing drugs. That tel- set off a lot of alarm bells for me, and it should for you too. Blah blah blah. Like, and the question was, I had I was I had a strange, strange moment here because Hillary Clinton's not even running for anything, right? Like, what possible always running for something? running right, you know, for something. What possible use would it be to jump on the bandwagon of this claim now? It's one thing to put it out there and hope people buy it, but it's another thing after it's kind of been shown to be embarrassingly false that you jump on that bandwagon. Um, And uh, Jonah Goldberg wrote something uh, today that I thought was really interesting, and it kind of reveals something a little bit about who we are and the way things are going. Uh, Let me give you a little clip of this. He writes, one of the more dominant features of our time, the more and more people define themselves uh, by what they hate. For many partisans, what motivates them isn't the support for their side's policies, but a hatred of the other party. Most Republicans didn't vote for Donald Trump. They voted against Hillary. Mm-hmm. Most Democrats uh, didn't vote for Hillary. They voted against Trump. Um, and, you know, DeJona was kind of trying to come up with the same idea as to what uh, what caused this from Hillary. Um, and, you know, it could it have been incompetence? Yeah, maybe. Could it have been, you know, a staffer did it? Sure. But it's really, I think, more at this point of just... L- because of the, the concept we just talked about, it brings you to a point where you are, are trying to create that dynamic. Like, it's almost like you're intentionally doing something that's wrong and can be easily disproved because you will get attacked by all the right people. And when you get attacked by all the right people, then you get defense on your side. People will jump out and say, you know, well, if uh, Donald Trump is mad at you for it and, and, you know, the blaze is mad at you for it, well, then you must be right and we're going to come to your aid. And that is a really deep sickness, right? Like, that is not a, it's not, a, it's not an okay way to run a society. We, should, we really should get away from that. He goes on and says, with uh, the media climate, uh, where every news outlet is essentially a niche product, appealing to a relatively small slice of the market is one of the best ways to get attention and support, uh, to, is to be attacked by the other side. And, you know, I think he's right on that. And it's, it's, it's a, I think we also, uh, on the right, get into that. Uh, bandwagon, and way too often, you know, the idea that just, just because, you know, sometimes people on your side are stupid and wrong and idiots, and it should be okay to call them out on that. You don't need to defend every time they're attacked. You should be coming out and calling them out each time because it's your credibility on the line, too. It's not just this little team sport. Uh, it should be something that we all care about our own credibility and call balls and strikes like you're supposed to. And there's another thing just about the outrage
2: on, uh, especially social media. Like you can make it. One, we've talked about this before, but you can you can make a crazy, outlandish statement like this, and regardless of if it's false, within what 30 minutes, it's going to be retweeted about 50,000 times, mm-hmm. depending on the popularity and the you know the hoopla surrounding it. But if there's a correction, no one cares about the correction. The correction will come after the fact, maybe even two or three days later, and it'll get what three or four retweets. Mm-hmm. No one cares. And it's just the way that social media, I think, runs. Is that everyone's looking for like in the moment the gotcha, like ooh, you know, burn, owned, you know, or something like that. Everyone wants to see that, and they know that the people that are doing these, they know that everyone's going to see that initial thing. They're not really going to care about when they get called on out of out of out, of, out about it later.
3: Yeah, I'm I, sure what's your I I really hope that. Hillary Clinton is, is like on an island in, in Baruba or something. It was just like on Reddit and went, what? Uh, I, I hope that she's having a my time. Like, I, I hope that she's having a fun time. Um, what, what disturbs me about all of this is I, I, get why, I get why Democrats are very worked up about the Kennedy seat going to conservatives. That makes sense to me. I understand the Hail Mary pass that's happening. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get why they're very mad about uh, uh, Garland. That makes sense to me, too. Um, however... Uh, We've got one branch left that the American people still kind of like, and that's the judiciary. And in a a time where we do have a lot of authoritarian threats coming from all over the place, having a a branch that's designed to um, keep the system in place and enforce rule of law is very important. And so when you start undermining people that are qualified and uh, good for that job, you're doing a disservice to the country. Uh, And I, I think that's happening here, where uh, you know, uh, he uh, probably wouldn't have been my top pick, Kavanaugh, but he's clearly um, a, a qualified candidate. I've seen no evidence that he's uh, a vampire or, or whatever they're, they're looking for. Uh, and it, it seems to me that in the process of trying to score all these political points and and um, uh, you know get donor emails, grants, and all this, they're they're also undermining the institution itself by doing that. And I yeah. think I mean, everybody should take a step back.
0: When you even have Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Agreeing, I know RBG. Ruth, ba- Ruth Bader Ginsburg of all people agreeing that it's way too partisan now. You got to take a step back. But, yeah. but in
2: all honesty, if you if you had a 50-year-old Ruth Bader Ginsburg running now, and it was nominated by Donald Trump, they would probably be turning her into <laughs> <Yeah>. as well.
3: <laughs> That's would. how
1: bad the partisanship but, but, is. now. And it's it's also important to realize how relatively new this is. I mean, you know, as as she pointed out in the clip you're talking about, she was <clears throat> Ruth Bader Ginsburg was approved 96 to three. Yeah. You know, uh, Breyer I think had 87 votes when he came in. Even Sotomayor and Kagan got 68 and 63. Um, you know, uh, you go back and you find uh, like Alito got 58, Clarence Thomas got 52. Even you know, but they didn't they didn't filibuster right there. Um, you know, it's it's we've come to a point now where it 's almost impossible to have, to have these uh, you, you know, unanimous type uh, rulings, and all these people were, are all qualified. I mean maybe you know, when Harriet Myers was nominated by Bush, that was the one where people were like yeah. gee i don 't think she 's actually qualified and actually, Republicans were really the reason she didn 't get through, and they came up with they had to go with somebody else. Uh, John Roberts got through, I think, with seventy eight uh, votes, but now it 's just you know everyone is on those lines, and this has become as partisan and as you know, contentious as anything else that we have. And I, it's hard for me to blame any individual senator. I think if I were a senator, um, you know, and I believed that, you know, if Ruth Bader Ginsburg was up when I, and I was voting on it, I would say, OK, and one part of me would say, yes, elections have consequences. But she, this is somebody who looks at uh, the Constitution in a way that I think is completely wrong. And, you know, someone who says that she thinks we should look to the South African Constitution for guidance. Uh, no, thank you. I like ours. I think it's a lot better. I don't think it's better than Canada. I think it's better than South Africa. I, You know, this is so I, I can't blame a, a liberal for saying no. Um, I'm going to vote against... Uh, I'm going to go against Kavanaugh. I can't blame them for that, but the nonsense that they're doing with the procedural tricks and the lying about him the, the, and the, the, and the, the hysterics. letter, and the yes, yeah. what I was going to say. There's a letter. And we yeah. can't yeah. tell you yeah. what's it's in it. We can't tell you who explosive. wrote it. We can't tell what it is, but it's out there. You should know that there's something there that could be bad. Picture the worst thing that you think it could be, and that's what it is. Yeah. That approach is just completely, completely out of bounds. Jason. Yeah, I...
2: Her. I uh, the, her, her actual statement... I, I have, to, I have to read this because this is just insane. This, is actual, this was Feinstein's actual statement. I have received information from an individual concerning the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. That individual strongly requested confidentiality. So, you know, we can't know who this individual is. It was but, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I played softball
3: with him one time and he cheated. And I'm not letting it go.
2: So she goes, I declined to come forward or press the matter forward, and I have honored that decision. I have, uh, however, referred the matter to the FBI. So I, this is insane. So was it right after that she said this or was it right before there was that article? What was it? I think it was in The Intercept that came out that said that there was something... Uh, something having to do with, with him yeah. coming out, Yeah. And then New York Times also said they had, you know, unnamed sources, of course, that said it had to do with the you know, some preparatory school when he was in high school. And it might have had something to do with sexual misconduct. I think he actually said that it Ooh, might have it had in something. High when he was in high school. High school. High school. Yeah. And it might, might have had have. something to do with sexual misconduct. But maybe not. But right. maybe not. Maybe. So, but, the, but the problem is, like, so, so if this really happened, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'd be interested. I, I would be concerned about it, I guess. But it on I would what not. <laughs> Depending, yeah. De- well, well, I mean, if it was, ri- if it was, was a crime. Like rape. Right. If it was okay. a crime, right. a crime right. That would be a big deal. Right. But, but, uh, but me, no one knows, and she knows that no one is going to know.
0: And well, and <laughs> using the vague term misconduct to me suggests that it wasn't something right. that was. Criminal. Rape or yeah, any th- any kind of criminal allegations, any kind of assault. To me, they would use that opportunity to use that verbiage.
1: Right. You don't look at like a genocide in Rwanda and say there was misconduct. Right. By exactly. The and the Tutsis. You know, so, is,
2: yeah. is this what actually delayed the vote until Thursday? Was this the linchpin for that?
1: I'm
0: not sure. I don't know. I don't know. No. But they did Be-
1: say, is it Thursday? Or, it's Thursday. Yeah. Thursday now. Um,
0: but and and by the way, the FBI said that they are not going to investigate right. it. So just
1: look, this is I, the Hail Mary point is the best way to put this. I mean, yeah. I, you know, they are all it's like one of those things that sometimes you have a, a problem and it feels like your side is doing nothing to stop it. And so they are doing everything they can so they later can claim we did everything. We, we tried every every and they're not going to say trick. We tried every <laughs> single thing uh, that we could possibly do to stop this. You know, it, but Donald Trump's just that evil. And at least they'll have that argument. Right. To, so to their and voters. Good and their mid-term Yeah. yeah. midterms are coming up. Yep. And we can say, look, there was this.
3: Evil shadowy figure that we tried to stop. You uh, need us. And you need to come vote for us. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: Awesome. Good news. <laughs> Back in a minute. <laughs> so pathetic.
1: like hey.
2: Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour. On tour this fall.
0: Before we go to uh, Glenn Jr. over here to give us the, the doom and gloom, <laughs> I want to thank our TV and podcast sponsor, Minostalgia. Uh, we here at the office have been loving all of the products that they've been bringing. They came a while back and made their wild rice flour waffles. Uh, they have the pepper jellies. I will say
1: I heard a report uh, from a source that Minostalgia sent some more stuff, and I have had none of it. Really? It uh, came the other day. Uh, some I don't know if somebody stole it. I don't know if somebody's hiding it, um, but I'm, wow. I'm, very, I'm yeah, very... Who would, I, who I would rath- hoard all the healthy
0: stuff yeah. here oh, at the I, I wonder. I don't <laughs> know anything about what you're talking about. Would you like the healthy stuff? I'm sorry. I thought I was just taking it because you didn't want it.
1: Well, Minasale is different. It, it is. is. I'll it make is an exception for that. It's healthy
0: and it's delicious. Uh, so you can go to blazewildrice.com right now. They are uh, donating 10% of the proceeds from what you buy, to Mercury One and the Nazarene Fund. So it's a win-win. There's really no reason not to go. BlazeWildRice.com, and you can donate 10% uh, by using the promo code HELP10. Glenn Jr., also known as Andrew, tell us about the uh, federal deficit. Uh, So
3: it's gone up. No. Shockingly. Are, are uh, the, you sure? The, you want to recheck I, those numbers? I, I, I called them. <laughs> Did you? And I went, guys, like, is it, I, you know, sometimes things look bad. It's gone up by 32% since last year, which That's is good. a lot. So uh, to put this in perspective for folks at home, because there's a lot of numbers flying around, it was previously, uh, and this is a technical term, at a mind-bogglingly crazy huge amount. <laughs> and it's now increased to the point where if you try and write out the number on a napkin, it will actually create a wormhole because you'll, <laughs> you'll rip apart the time-space continuum trying to get the numbers to work. Uh, so it's absolutely huge and it's increasing. Uh, and I take away from this that, uh, there's not really a, a good party in terms of fiscal responsibility. They're both awful. It just yeah. depends on uh, you pick the flavor of awful you want. Either entitlements are invisible or tanks are invisible. Uh, the only time it seems to actually work is when they're fighting each other. But, uh, but when, you know, when the Republicans are in power and when the Democrats are in power,
1: boom, oh, we get wormholes, all these wormholes. Yeah. So true. I mean, you know, that's uh, all the tea party wanted to talk about. Right. And uh, you know, yes. and, uh, I, This is one I've been we've hammered uh, Trump on this many times. uh, And the, the Congress, the GOP, they are they are doing a worse job with spending than Barack Obama did. It's higher. It's worse. Uh, you know, I like the tax cuts. I'm a fan of the tax cuts. But with tax cuts should come spending yes. cuts. Yeah. You have um, to have both. <laughs> they're supposed to be both. They're supposed to go together. Uh, and, you know, that is one of those things where we've you know, I, there's been much more uh, policy wise with Trump that I've like. I, I, I like Gorsuch quite a bit. And, I, you know, we've we've talked about a lot of the things that I, I like about Trump. There's some. Uh, policy-wise, this is one he has had almost no beating for at all uh, when it comes to, especially from the right. I mean, I I don't know how the left can argue they don't want more deficits. Uh, But, I mean, the right has said basically nothing about this. This was a horrible spending plan. And remember, he's still promising an extra trillion dollars of stimulus uh, spending. And uh, God knows what else. Uh, The spending has been uh, disastrous uh, in this administration. It's It's nothing short of
2: it. I, mean, it, it, I recall Ben Sass, Was it this week or last week when he was like, "I'm, I'm debating on going independent." You yeah. know I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a handful of us that are. are. Oh, Ben. Yes. Yes. And he was like, because "Yeah, i independent." I know he was like my spirit animal. You know, when he was talking about this, and I was, he's like, "It doesn't seem like there's a, a you know, a, a game plan or a, you know, like, anything for the future plan on, on any with it, for any party." And like with GOP, it's supposed to be a party of conservatives, conservative principles. But what, like you said, they have said nothing about this. There's not a single person that I can tell that's coming out. Maybe it like Rand Paul or somebody, but that's about it. I mean, now if he's talking about fiscal responsibility, and it seems like crazy, you know, loony speak, what does that say for the future of the of, the, of Republicans? Like, is there anyone that's, that's fiscally conservative there anymore? I mean, I don't. I don't I mean, like, I mean, it's it's largely embraced mercantilism. So there's a lot of there's a
3: lot of economic pivots that can happen without hurting the party. But in terms of hurting the actual bottom line of the budget, that can absolutely go on for a really long time. Uh, there's there was some interesting work that uh, Veronique De Rougy did over at Mercatus, and what she found was the only time we ever we never actually cut spending. Um, we, we did right after the Cold War because um, we shut down a bunch of bases. But other than that, we never cut spending. The only time we actually just slow the speed of growth down is where uh, the president and one house of Congress, at least, uh, are of different parties. Because then they'll at least fight each other. Otherwise, it's just it's like mm. you know, it's, it's just a sugar rush right. of, you know, what can I? Oh, good, a flying tank? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what about a flying tank that delivers
2: Medicare? Great. Better, better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it becomes problematic. Yeah. yeah, they talked about the sequester like it was like the end of the world. Remember this? It was like, it was like what was it, a 1% or 2% cut across the board on yeah. 7 uncertain, non-discretionary spending. And they acted as if this was like the, the you know, it was like a catastrophe. I mean, I remember uh, Nancy Pelosi saying like, "There are no crumbs left in the cabinets." It's like, what? We, you know, again, uh, the story came out today about uh, Nikki Haley. Yes. And this is not Nikki Haley's fault. The New York Times, uh, you know, wrongly talked about this, but they accused her of having fifty-seven thousand dollars curtains. How many curtains room. are there? Right. Is exactly. She has fifty-seven
0: thousand. That's a good deal. That's a good that deal.
1: Um, and you know, long story short, on that is it wasn't. It was. Something that was decided in the Obama administration. However, even the Obama administration ambassador shouldn't be blamed for it because it was controlled by an outside agency who makes these determinations that it, that are uh, that have nothing to do with is the there personal a, a taste. Department of drapes? Is, there's, is there's a is Department, a department <laughs> of Can we, we cut that? Hey, don't say that out loud. <laughs> It'll happen tomorrow, right? <laughs> guaranteed. But that's the <laughs> no. point. It's like you can't tell me there's no crumbs left in the cabinets when you're putting fifty-seven thousand dollars drapes into an office of an ambassador or, or home of an ambassador. Um, you know that. There's so much of that crap going on all the time that you know, we all know that we could cut a couple of percent. I mean, they, you know, many times people make the point of that if we, if we just we don't have to cut just hold spending yeah. where it is for. What is it? Four to six years. And we would balance the budget pretty easily. But we can't even do those things. And, you know, it just keeps going up and up and up. And I don't know how you turn it around because neither side wants to do anything about it.
0: Uh, all right. Awesome. Thanks for the good news, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah you're <laughs> <welcome>. Flying <laughs> tanks. Yeah. Civics knowledge. Oh, uh, we're not
1: uh, only uh, spending a lot of money, but we're all really dumb, too. Um, yeah, it's, it's I, great. It's wonderful. Um, not
0: the, the least shocking. Thing
1: I either. mean, this poll comes out every year and I it is interesting to see just the general knowledge. I mean, I think like it, it, we keep telling people to get to go out and vote. And I think we should. Maybe put a little addendum on that, mm-hmm. you know, if you have any idea what you're talking about yeah. or have followed any of the issues involved in the campaign or civics in general. Here's this poll. It's from uh, the Annenberg Constitution uh, Center. This is a, a public policy center about the Constitution Day. Um, oh how many uh, branches of government can you name them? Well, 33% can't name any. Another 21 can only name one branch. Two branches is 13. And I honestly... I, I'm actually impressed by 32% know all three branches. I, I like that is I'm, it's actually it's higher high. than I thought. Uh, you know, again, how do you make these decisions on complicated topics when you don't know the very basics? I didn't of know this there process? was a department of drapes until I
0: we- <laughs> 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 yeah, with the it, that, intro.
1: <laughs> that poll's actually coming up. Hold on, you're on it. Um, thinking about the Supreme Court, do you agree or disagree that if the Supreme Court started making a lot of rulings that most Americans disagreed with, it might be better to do away with a court altogether. Uh, like <laughs> wow. half of people say ah, I can consider that one. Twenty-two percent say they somewhat disagree. Only somewhat agree. Twelve percent. Nine percent is strongly agree wow. with getting rid of the Supreme Court because you don't agree with it. I mean, these are just, I mean, first of all, it's a very strange question, but a very odd answer. Uh, and I think we have one more. Is that right? Uh, yes, here we go. Thinking about the Supreme Court, do you agree or disagree that when Congress disagrees with the Supreme Court's decisions, Congress should pass legislation saying the Supreme Court can no longer rule on that issue or topic? <laughs> and only 43% strongly disagree with that. Uh, You're up to 65 when you get uh, somewhat disagree in there. And but then again, 28 percent of people agree with that statement, which is bonkers. I mean, it's like this is basic separation of power. And I think like that's why I think this um, constant obsession with the president of the United States is actually long term dangerous. Like right now, every single issue has to be viewed through the prism of Trump. And I think at some level that was true. To a slightly lesser level, but it's increasing with every president, was uh, with Bush and Obama as well. It, it, instead of looking at these things, you know, with a real process and, and answering these things with you know constitutional um, uh, constitutional viewpoint, it's just like, well, I don't like the president right now, therefore. Uh, i 'm going to disagree with everything he says and agree, uh, agree with the other side. You know this happens you know when when Barack Obama was president, there was a good chunk of Republicans who said he was not born in America with absolutely no evidence whatsoever. The same thing, about half of Democrats believe Bush was responsible for taking down the Twin towers. Half of Democrats believe that, uh, and we 're told Alex Jones is some hardcore conservative. <laughs> Uh, But it's like, you know, you get to this point where you're just opposing this big figure. You know, this person is just leading us all. He tells us what we have to care about every day. He tells us about what we're supposed to be passionate about every day, what we're supposed to defend, what we're supposed to oppose. It's just not healthy. I I think it's another big problem. I agree with you. I think another big
2: problem is, is that I I think that well, civics is not being taught in school anymore. History is not being taught in school anymore. But not only that, I mean, there is the people that are teaching uh, the professors that are teaching, like the the teachers, even in their elementary schools or high schools and stuff, a lot of them are radicals. A lot of them are taught by like people that like learn their stuff from Frankfurt School like cultural Marxists. So a lot of them are teaching. They are not teaching that like the one where they, they think that the Supreme Court should just be gone. Well, what's the one thing that stops you from just um, changing the Constitution and getting rid of it? You know, or writing your own laws. Yeah. The Supreme Court. They're taught that that's what you know. You get rid of them. They're they're the bad guys. Yeah. So, so, yeah.
0: All right, we got a break. Back in a minute.
2: It's on a roll there. I was just about to really drive it home. <laughs> I,
3: I won't use this because we're off camera now. But the, uh, there was a poll that came out four years ago.
0: Hey, it's Sarah Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another program I really think you'll like, Pat Gray Unleashed. You can check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. are, uh, troubled by all of the outrage that we've been discussing with, you know, the Supreme Court nominee and disagreeing with everything that Trump says ever, uh, remember, you can pre-order Glenn's book, Addicted to Outrage. It comes out Tuesday, September 18th. That is this Tuesday, so make sure that you go pre-order it. Get it Tuesday. He's also got a tour but Stu, I think you're going to be joining him for a couple of yeah. days.
1: I think there's uh, 12 cities we're in right yes. now, so we might be a few more on the West Coast coming out soon. But awesome. yeah, check that out, glenbeck.com tour.
0: All right, and we will see you guys in overtime.
1: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a Premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe.
0: Good news, you guys! Venezuela has raised their minimum wage 3,000 percent. Oh, that's good. awesome! solved. Yeah. Right? yeah, everybody's rich now. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. They're gonna like make a lot more money, keep their jobs.
2: Uh-huh. And, that's, right? and That's what Maduro was saying. Like, they, sure, they had all of these economic problems, but he was like completely taking over the government. He was gonna solve everything. So yeah, that was one of the first things. Yeah, I can't remember how many times he's raised the minimum wage. I mean, it's it's insane. It's like 50 times. Seriously, it's like... It's only, it's only up to 3,000% increase right now. Right. From the last one. Right, right, right. right. So, 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 so anyway, so you, you would expect that, yeah, that would solve all the problems. You know, like, we want to raise our minimum wage to $15, you know, and that'll give everyone more money. In the so, places
0: where we've done it, it's worked out so well. Wow. We, should, we, should Perfect.
2: we should match them at least.
0: Yeah,
3: If you had we a heart... come $180 million. Would dollars.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so you'll never guess what happened. So they raised it 3,000% and suddenly people started losing their jobs. What? In which country? Surely in in Venezuela. That's odd. You never would connect the two. But, yeah, so everyone started having to not only lay off their workers, but then they were laying off their workers, and then other workers were getting laid off, and they stopped buying stuff from the other companies. So now there's a record amount of companies that are just closing their shops, closing their doors. And keep in mind, they're not even allowed to do that. They can actually be arrested for laying these workers off and closing their shops down. So they're taking a risk even doing that. So it's insane that I think after the three thousand percent increase that equi- that was equivalent to a Venezuela making eighteen hundred Bolivars a month, which is roughly like 15 bucks or something like that a month. That's what they're having. A, that's what they're living off
1: of. And again, this is a country that started as like the rich country yeah. of yeah. the area. I mean, it was it, were, was, it was it was our example
0: we were supposed to look at, yeah. right? You
1: know, it's almost like this economics
2: thing is not like this vast right wing conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I heard a, the jury's out it's, on it's, math. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's I like I'm not sure I follow. <laughs> it's like I don't. It was, but regardless of how many examples there are here, that does not stop the people from chirping and parroting this. Like like yeah. ma- like crazy. I have the, I've got to show you this this video. Um, I saw this at my local Walmart. Check this out. This is this is I mean this is a fully autonomous AI powered uh, inventory machine that's doing the inventory. So it's just insane. So I was talking to the guy that was like kind of monitoring it, although he didn't have to. He actually let me go in front of it and kind of juke it out (laughs) to see if it would hit me. But it wouldn't. It would stop. It would go around me. It would wait for me to get out of the way. Then it would re-scan it, the, the stuff that it missed. And if I didn't move, it would just continue on doing its work. It would come back later remembering that it didn't hit that spot. That's incredible. Oh, wow. We talked
3: about this a little bit earlier. Like, uh, was it last week where, where Bernie Sanders came up with a bill, or maybe two weeks ago, where he wants to penalize um, any, I think it's Amazon specifically, yeah. but it, but he wants to penalize um, companies that have, uh, however much they're... Employees spend on food stamps or get on food stamps that will be taxed from that company. And what a great incentive to fire the poorest people in your company! Because mm-hmm. now, if I can replace them with that extra from Star Wars, yeah. then, uh, then I'm okay, and I, I'm not I'm not paying that tax bin. So, you're you're you're. This is what happens when you when you legislate from the gut as opposed to to using an abacus. Yeah.
2: Be doing. I, I, I talked to I talked to one of the workers there, and I was like, "Does this make you mad?" And they're like, "No, we hate inventory day." I I, I used to I worked at the campus <laughs> oh bookstore God. when I was in college. And I remember inventory day was awesome. Like, we loved it. Like, it was an entire week, and you got tons of hours, and you got more money, and it was great. But nowadays, it's like the minimum wage is already high. I don't even know what it is for for places like Walmart. But what do they think is going to happen as that keeps going up? It, it, it's going it, to—they're going to lay people off. It's already happening at Walmart. We're, there's, we're, no, there's not like there used to be this, like what three or four automated uh, tel- uh, checkout tellers or whatever. Yeah. Now there's like an entire section. It's a huge like walk-in or they, area. They, what might happen is they may not lay off people at Walmart,
3: um, but there are sometimes large corporations will uh, endorse a increase in minimum wage because they know it's going to put the mom and pop businesses. Yeah. Out of business. Yes. So yeah. they're going to be fine. Their employees are going to be fine. However, uh, everyone's going to have to work there now. There's only going to be one business in town. <laughs> right. Uh, and and so you know if you if you if you like these mom and pop shops. Those are the ones that really get hurt by this kind of thing. Yeah.
1: First of all, I got to call Jason out, though. Uh, you bring an AI story the day Glenn's not here. That's like, <laughs> I how know. can you do that? You have to
2: bring that back to him. He'll love, he'll love that story. I'm still getting fired because I've sat on this video for like maybe two weeks or something oh, like no, that. Oh, I completely yeah. for forgot yourself. about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I was like,
0: oh, crap. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to tell him.
1: We were talking off the air a little while ago about Parks and Rec, um, yes. the show uh, That's you know that ended a couple years ago. Um, but I just started watching it. I didn't watch it live. And you know, it's my Netflix past-the-time series of the moment. Um, and early on, I think maybe season one or two is uh, an a, a episode where the Venezuelan delegation comes to visit them, um, and it's a really <laughs> yeah. funny episode. Uh, they come to visit them and because they're the sister city, and they're both from the Parks and Rec department. And the entire. Now remember, this is back in the day when Danny Glover and Sean Penn are traveling to Venezuela to tell us all how good it is. Now, the Venezuelans—they're very militaristic. They're jerks, right? Yes. They're male chauvinists. That's part of the comedy. The other part of the comedy is how much better Venezuela is than the United States. The <laughs> oil money the, they got. The parks are better. We have all this oil. We have all sorts of money. We have, our parks are extravagant. We everything. We all have giant houses, and it's and that is like the, that was the attitude of just a few years yeah, ago, wow. reflected by Hollywood.
3: We're we're three years ago. I'm not making this up. They got to the point where um, certain shops just weigh stacks of currency because the the inflation has been so crazy now that you just weigh it. You weigh it by the ounce as opposed to the amount of it, Uh, which for those of us that don't like math is terrific. But still, (laughs) there's got to be downsides to that, I'm sure.
1: You're very anti-math. We're learning that in the first episode. And you know
0: what? I am with you. I stand with Andrew on being (laughs) anti-math. Let's
1: do the British thing.
0: Uh, Andrew Cuomo, unsurprisingly, beats Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, he
3: did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think um, I'm, uh, I'll am i talk about this. I, I moved to uh, Texas from New York um, two months ago uh, because I wanted to live in a state where direct eye contact is not a prelude to murder. Uh, it's, been, it's been terrific. But I, I have been living in New York um, for the last five years. And uh, I, I my heart goes out to the people of New York because their options were, it, within the Democratic primary, a grizzled, old-school guy who represents everything wrong with the system in New York um, and kind of looks like a gangster uh, in, in, in an old bag movie I think he is uh, and then, and then uh, Cynthia Nixon who um, is you know vivacious radical but also literally just kind of doesn't want to deal with the math of it so like there have been several things she's proposed that she wanted to do um, single-payer healthcare care for New York that would double the entire budget I mean it would, it would it would go beyond um, it, you know twice as much as they're currently spending uh, and when, when when kind of put to um, task on how are you going to pay for this she's like you know it's it's a moral imperative that we do this and then we'll figure out how to pay for it uh, and that's uh, I, I, I have slight problems with that. I was rooting for her. I will say, in all sincerity, um, I uh, were you really? I was for this reason. You would, you would understand this if you'd used the New York subway system. <laughs> you, would, you would understand okay. the intense hatred that I have for Cuomo because okay. the subway system is run by the state; it's not run by the city. And Cuomo, about two years ago, um, took I think it was it was like a ten million dollars. I want to say I could be wrong about that, but he took I think ten million dollars out of the MTA budget, the subway budget, and gave it to bail out a state-owned ski lodge in upstate New York. Uh, and I just Ooh. went, oh, I forever am against you. I can understand. Uh, that. I, hope, I hope Cynthia Nixon runs third party. I think that would be great. There's a fusion party system in New York. That would mean that Larry Sharp, who's the libertarian candidate, would actually win, I think. Um, so don't tell her. Okay. But I'm, but I'm hoping that that's what happens. And
0: I can't, be great. I, I can't be 100% sure, but I don't think that she watches this show so it's, we you know, haven't she, filled it. She has a
2: subscription, but she doesn't
1: use it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the gym. See how this is? <laughs> yeah,
2: I wasn't surprised by this one at all. I was surprised a little bit on the Julia Salazar that she won her primary. Yeah. I mean, that's think about that. That's that's crazy. So she she's now she's a Democratic socialist, although I don't think she always was. But she got caught blatantly lying about her background, being an immigrant. Uh, it also, kind of seems like she lied about even being Jewish. Um, the rest of her family thinks she's Catholic
1: um but it, and she came i don't know if people remember this but she came on the glenn beck program when she was like what 18 or 19 so funny. as a member of christians united for israel yeah um and just a random like we used to do a lot of shows where we would have like you know co- college kids who were trying to get it you know were, like interested in politics and we talked to them and she just happened to be a random one we didn't even know it and someone else in the middle of this election caught like i remember her and actually pulled that video and she sounds first of all she's conservative in the video. This is only, I mean, this is only, what, seven years ago, something like that? Yeah. She's kind am con- I miss... What is, what is she running for? I, I she, don't ran, know she ran... She I think she ran at State Senate, right? Uh, was it State Senate? Yes. yes. Um, and so she... And she won. And so she, now she's a Democratic Socialist. Now she's a she's Jewish, apparently, and she says she's an immigrant. Then she backed off of that when she kind of got caught because her parents were like, no, no, she's not. <laughs> so she's she's yeah. a quantum candidate. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's many things at once. Yeah. She doesn't
1: actually
2: become one until you nail her on yeah. it. And she's like, ah, you know, you got me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm only here. Yeah. But the, but the, but that's how bad it is. She she blatantly <laughs> lied. It doesn't, doesn't matter that she lied. But they didn't care. They did
1: not care. They went ahead and voted for her regardless. Yeah. And that well, one's I, interesting. You might know more about this, Andrew, than I do. I don't know too much about the you know the New York Senate I can't go on for hours but from what I what I read is that uh, a bunch of democratic socialist leaning candidates inspired by Nixon didn't necessarily go with the Nixon part of the equation but also uh, did come out to knock off I think it was 6 or 7 state senators that were kind of establishment democrat types and they were kind of known for occasionally crossing the aisle on matters of process and, and voting with Republicans. And now they're all replaced by Democratic Socialists that are that's, obviously not going to do that. That's the person she defeated
2: was, I think, a 16-year incumbent. A 16-year incumbent.
1: It is, it's amazing to watch this happen. Gosh. I think it's the same thing probably for, for uh, the left to watch the Tea Party, right? Like, yeah. and knock off a bunch of those incumbents. I say it's fascinating, like, you know, me,
3: me being a libertarian-leaning independent— uh, I am not on Team Socialism. No. Uh, I am, And, and it's, it's fascinating to watch this new division happen in the Democratic Party to where when I go back to New York, I can talk to my friends and non-hyperbolically go, you know, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and I are on the same team regarding socialism and capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're at least acknowledging markets are good. Uh, and, and there's this new group going, no, markets are evil. Uh, we need them to be state-run. They need
1: to be state-owned. Yeah. And, and it's, it's amazing to watch that happen. Well, yeah. I mean, a great illustration of this is in 2013, Bernie Sanders proposed Medicare for All. He got zero co-sponsors. Now you look at the top 10 uh, Democratic uh, you know potential candidates for 2020. CNN does a list every few weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Kamala Harris wants it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren wants it. They're all on the new version of this. Bernie Sanders, of course, is on it again. Uh, You know, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand's on it. Cory Booker's on it. Um, You know, and Beto, the guy here from Texas, is the new one uh, who who seems to want that as well. And he's on that list. Uh, It's, you know, what used to be, because I think there's good evidence that, uh, you know, a lot of these Democratic politicians that would talk fondly about markets you know, they, meant it, they mean it about as much as every other politician means something. You know, it's like, well, it's markets when it's convenient for me. Um, but at least they had lip service. I mean, you can find really eloquent things Barack Obama has said about yeah. capitalism. Yeah. He wrote, I wrote a great, great thing in The uh, the Economist a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I, you know, do I believe him all the time? Not, no. But there's certain things he, I think he at least recognized. And at the very least felt the need to put the lip service to it yes. right like he wanted to at least he wanted people to at least think that he believed it right. at the very least uh, not anymore uh, they just don't, I mean, they're at the point now where they're just like, well, yeah, you know, socialism sounds pretty great. And, and, and also,
3: no one knows the definition of it, which I, I find <laughs> right. equally horrifying. Yes. mean, if, you, if you're not sure, it means the state owns the means of production. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's, that's, that's the, a, the whole... mean Norway. It's like what it's Norway is. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's about sharing, and, and it's like, no, that it drives me like...
0: compassionate. Very compassionate. Like, I, Very but yes, compassionate.
3: like I, I love Steve Colbert. I think he's a wonderful satirist, a, a wonderful comedian. I Like, I think he's a great guy. But he had a thing around Halloween where um, it was one of the Trump sons had... Taken thirty percent of his kids' candy, or he made a tweet: "I've taken thirty percent of my kids' candy. Never too early to really teach them about taxes." And Colbert had this thing about how, um, uh, you know, uh, going around asking your neighbors for free candy isn't uh, taxes—that's socialism. And I was like, "No, that's charity." <laughs> when, when I voluntarily give, like that would make that would make the Koch brothers the greatest socialists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill, Bill Gates is the greatest socialist who's ever lived
2: by that that metric. And yeah. Ugh. Yeah,
0: Jason, did you? Uh, pre-order your new iPhone
2: oh I love that you asked me that because we didn't we talk about this yes. before yeah I
1: you get up at two in the morning every time
2: but I didn't know this so like well I, I should have known this so I, I just heard oh yeah midnight so I told my wife she rolled her eyes at me I was like yeah I'm gonna do it I'm gonna stay up till midnight and do it but then it was like around 1030 last night I was like wait a minute midnight they're in California I was like, oh, so anyway, I ended up going to sleep, setting my alarm for 150.
0: You are such a good getting up,
2: got it done. But this is my so I got it done. Can I have your old phone, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably ahead of me. You my know what's stupid? I had to she send this, a- I had to yeah, send yeah. it back because yeah. it's like a lease, which is so stupid. I'll forever oh, yeah. be paying on these phones, so I never pay them off. It's so ridiculously so stupid. Don't judge me if
0: only there was but, like something, some kind of other decision that you could make that might be more nah, reasonable.
2: I'll do it, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. but um, so this is my tip. So I got it done. It's coming on Friday Do not do it through the internet Because everyone had problems The Verizon website was crashing Get the uh, Carrier app And do it all through there No one even uses it The Carrier? Do it like that Yeah You know like the Oh, Verizon app Yeah You
3: can pay your bill through there
2: You can also go to your devices And do your upgrade straight from there And no one does it
0: so how much is Apple paying you on the side to keep bringing them up on this show? He's paying them. That's it <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the problem. He's trying to get a free phone, <laughs> I think. Uh, all right, let's do today's The Blaze Y comment. So Nick says, obviously not condoning it if it is true, but even if Kavanaugh was guilty of sexual misconduct in high school, unless it was rape, would it really be worse than Beto's DUI that the left effortlessly writes off as some sort of youthful indiscretion? And I I mean, I think that is a really good point because we're asking if
2: it's rape is worse than.
0: No, no, no. no. He's He's saying he's saying unless it's rape. Right. Even if there was some sort of sexual misconduct in high school, is that supposed to be somehow worse than Beto's DUI? And I do think that that is I mean, that's a great point to be made because we don't hear about this DUI. I mean, you really had to go to the right sources to hear about that. And I get it that it was a while ago, but I mean that's endangering other people on the streets.
1: I mean, really, neither one is relevant to yeah. their yeah. current service. Twenty years later, I mean, I mean, again, with the exception of obviously, if the Kavanaugh thing were to be really bad, I mean, we, you know, sexual that sort of stuff can get obviously really ugly, it, but it doesn't seem like that's what it is. It seems like it's absolutely nothing, most likely. Yeah. Um, and you know, not, going back, this has always been dumb, right? Like Mitt Romney put a dog on a roof, right, in, in, in the crate, and uh, back in 2012, and they tried to make. That into or oh, he gave a, uh, an illicit haircut remember that one he, he yes. it, they had a fight and, and, and uh, they were like ha- uh, hazing someone and they gave him a haircut he didn't want and you're like how's the most st- Mitt Romney thing <laughs> <I've ever done. laughs> yeah. I'm going to give That's you the, a worst oh. the worst thing um.
0: ever done worst thing he's ever done okay but you're talking about all things that are not criminal acts. I mean, a DUI, like, that's a criminal act. It's a criminal act. It is. I
1: mean, you know, again, I I would, you know, I would tend to think, because, I mean, didn't George W. Bush have a DUI as well? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, look, it can show a lack of judgment, uh, but, I mean, is it a, is it something that you're pulling someone out of an election for if you think they're highly qualified, especially at the Supreme Court level? Like, certainly not from, from, you know, many, many years ago like that. I think that's, yeah, I th- we just everyone looks for things instead of instead of it's, it gives us a nice excuse to avoid having to know how many branches of government there are. Right. Like, oh, yeah, well, th- drunk driving's said, bad. That, and I, kind of my
3: my I'm glad that someone wrote in and that's kind of them to do so. But I, it's predicated on a premise that I don't agree with, which is that we need to live in this world of my team is the good team. The other team is the bad team. Mm. We're talking about two different things. We're talking about the judiciary and we're talking about a Senate election. And it does not follow that if. Uh, Kavanaugh doesn't get the Senate or I'm sorry, the judiciary that we should punish the guy running for the Senate in in Texas. These are these are separate things. These are separate issues. Uh, And I and I don't think that attitude of um, yay, our team, boo, the other team, whatever team you're on is helping anybody. And I'd I'd love to be able to pull back from that and and look at it from a a broader perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think just applying standards equally would maybe be what, I mean, I don't know Nick, but maybe right. he what yeah, he means is just I-, I want all of these. Whatever the standard is, let's decide what it is and apply it equally.
1: And that's the big thing, is that we all are experts on pointing out double standards, and that's you know that's notable. But when you have a double standard, that means you have two standards and you need to pick one of the yes. standards. Yes. And that's the same thing with us. Like, I think, you know, the same thing is like, when the next candidate comes out and there's a left-wing candidate that has some random accusation against them, from a million years ago that's unproven, are we going to come out and say, wait a minute, that's nonsense, it's unproven, there's nothing there? Or are we going to say, well, you treated Brett Kavanaugh that way, so we keep locking in these bad standards that we disagree with. And if you can instead look at, okay, what's the right standard of those two? The right standard is probably the way, in my opinion, that we're treating uh, Brett Kavanaugh, which is, look, Uh, we shouldn't jump to any conclusion. We have no information on this unless it was something very serious. It's high school and you pretty much are going to blow it off. That's probably the right standard and the right way to deal with these things. It's the same thing with tweets. Someone tweets an offensive joke. If they're they're liberal, we're supposed to come out and say, oh, well, they're horrible and we want them to, to get thrown off their show and lose their job and never be able to go to another comedy club. Uh, and then when it happens to a conservative, we're like, oh, how dare you? This is a crazy accusation. Well, I mean, the bottom line is you shouldn't be getting fired for tweets. That's a good standard. We can adopt it for both sides. It, it, you know, I would rather be consistent than get in these constant fights and, 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 and these addic- you know, addicted to outrage. It's, it's next week, Tuesday. Read it. Um, but I don't, who wants to live
0: like that? That's that that life sucks. I mean, apparently a lot of people, but hopefully that will change. It does
3: get you energized in the morning. It does. If if you wake up and go, I'm gonna hop on Twitter and get mad. Like that, like it's like a cup of coffee. What a way to
0: live. Uh today's poll, do you think we will ever find out who actually wrote the explosive letter that Feinstein has? Uh, can I,
3: I um, can I come forward, mm. guys? I am
1: <laughs> I, I, you know. I am
3: the secret head of the Department of Drapes.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I am an internal
3: member of the Trump administration. I knew it. I was just, you know, just misleading explosive. you. I feel really sad. I'm sorry. I just I thought maybe I could knock him out and then I'd become VP and this is all part of my. <laughs> The master, House of Cards plan. The Department of Drapes
1: is third in line for. Yes, that's, that's right. right. A lot of people right. don't know that. <laughs> President, <laughs> Vice President, Department <laughs> of, <laughs> Department of <laughs> Drapes.
3: Weirdly enough, the Prime Minister of the Great Britain, and yep, then it goes then to. to uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys Monday. Go Cowboys! Yeah, go
2: Cowboys! Oh. 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 Well, you just get it.
1: Like what you're hearing. Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.